the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Are you ready for the word? Praising. This is Pastor Pearson of Word of Faith Christian Center here in sunny San Antonio, Texas. A Bible-believing, Bible-teaching church where Jesus Christ is Lord and you'll never be bored. I want to welcome all of you back to our radio broadcast and I pray it's being a blessing to you and yours. So sit back and relax as I bring a message from the Word of God just for you. But please, please, please have an ear to hear what the Lord is about to say. Because if you do, I guarantee that you'll be blessed today. So, without further ado, let me bring today's message to you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. Saints of the Most High God, we're blessed to have a God who makes and keeps His promises. Promises that the Bible teaches are already yea and amen in Him. That means they're already set and agreed to be done by Him. In Joel chapter 2, God made one of those absolutely awesome promises to me and you. He tells us that he'll restore everything that the devil has stolen and devoured from me and you. That's just one of the promises that God has already said yea and amen to. The only question is will we say yea and amen to what God has already said yea and amen to doing in the lives of me and you. Let's learn what we need to learn so that we can answer that question yea and amen and let God do what he's willing to do in the lives of every woman and man starting with me and you. Let's learn some more today about what the Bible has to say about God's promise of recovering restoration that he wants to do and bring our way. So without further ado, let me share today's message with you. It's called Recovery and Restoration. But before I do, I got a question to ask you. Are you ready for the word? Because ready or not, here it comes. Praise God. If you got a Bible with you, I invite you to turn to Joel chapter 2 and get rid of this for this word that I've got for you. This word is going to aid and assist you in stepping into the fullness of what God has in store for you as a result of you receiving this awesome thing that God wants to do for you. We've been learning an awesome message called recovery and restoration. Recovery and restoration. Well, God is causing recovery and restoration of all that it is that was stolen to be able to come back to the people of God as a result of what he's going to do for the people of God. God is calling recovery and restoration to be able to happen in the midst of our lives. Well, we're going to get back, regain something that was lost or taken from us. We're going to get it back in our lives. Well, he's going to make up for and make good some of the stuff that was lost, some of the stuff that was damaged, some of the stuff that was jacked up, messed up. Praise God. God said, I'm going to give it, I'm going to hook it back up and give it to you so it can be like it's supposed to. Even to the point that he will reclaim from a bad state, practice, et cetera, et cetera, things that were once yours and mine. Whereas it was once good, but to turn bad. But God said, I'm going to restore it good to you at this time. So that you can be able to do what I want you to do and get it back in usable form where we can use it rather than it sitting in the refuge like it used to. Praise God. God says, I'm going to even bring up the refuse that occurred in your life and I'm going to be able to recreate it and give it back to you something that you can use in your life. Somebody say, go ahead, do it, Lord. In fact, some of us can go and say, Lord, thank you for doing it already, Lord. Because many of us are experiencing recovery after recovery after restoration after restoration in the midst of our lives already, too. And I got good news. The restoration ain't over. There's so much more in store for me and you. 
Whereas God is recovering to us, restoring to us, just like he said he would do. And even bringing restitution to us, making good what it is that he declared. Well, we've been going to read the foundational text in relationship to that. And then we're going to do a brief review. Then we're going to move forward into today's stuff, which I'm telling you is going to bless you. If you've got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you in Jesus' name. Please turn to Joel chapter 2. Let's read the foundational text, read that and do a brief review, and then step into the day stuff, which I'm telling you is going to bless you. If you got an ear to hear what the Lord is going to say to you. Joel chapter 2, begin start reading at verse 21, please. It says, Fear not, O land, be glad and rejoice, for the Lord will do great things. Be not afraid, ye beasts of the field, for the pastures of the wilderness do spring, for the tree beareth her fruit. The fig tree and the vines do yield their strength. Be glad then, ye children of Zion, and rejoice in the Lord your God, for he hath given you the former rain moderately. And he will cause to come down for you the rain and the former rain and the latter rain in the first month. And the floor shall be full of wheat, and the vat shall overflow with wine and oil. And I will restore to you the years that the locust hath eaten. The years that the canker worm and the, and the caterpillar and the palmer worm, my great army, which I sent among you. And ye shall eat in plenty and be satisfied. And praise the name of the Lord your God that he hath dealt wondrously with you. And my people shall never be ashamed. And ye shall know that I am in the midst of Israel, that I am the Lord your God and none else. And my people shall never be ashamed. That means shame is cut off from that point forward. Never to be experienced anymore. Any manifestation of shame, any kind of inkling of shame, any even any residues of shame. God says, I'm about to wipe all that out. Praise God. Thank you, Lord Jesus. But of course, that is, you know, if we have the faith necessary to allow God to do in our lives what he wants to do. Some things ain't going to need us. Praise God. God's just going to do it. Praise God. We're going to look up and boop. There it is. Hallelujah. But other things are going to need our cooperation, praise God, in order to be able to step into it. Um, but it's still ours. You know, all we have to do is just cooperate with the Lord and let the Lord be God and let him restore in our life what he wants to do. We've been looking more recently at the fact that he wants to cause the restoration of our name, our name, where he wants us to have a good name. Because we found out that a good name is a very valuable thing to have. In fact, he said it's, it's more valuable to be chosen than silver and gold. Chosen as in to, to, to select it because our actions and the things we do will, will select whether or not we want a good name or a bad name. But, of course, he's telling you that it's important for you to select to have a good name, praise God, because if you do, that name is going to be very, very valuable to you. We found out that a good name is like the precious ointment, praise God, in the midst of the Middle Eastern heat. Praise God. It's like an ointment that soothes and satisfies and even smells real sweet. Praise God to be able to get rid of the funk that was there because a lot of us done funked up some stuff with our names. Praise God. But God wants to restore that and cause it to be able to be a sweet, sweet name again. Where it be a beautiful aroma. Ooh, day toilet. Praise God. That's the name that we can get. Praise God. It'll be a good smell. That's what I'm trying to say. We found out that God wants our name to be good. Or we looked in scripture at different people's names that were good. And God said, I want to make your name good. Well, your name is prized among people, thought highly of of people, and spoken well of of people. Why? Because the world is looking for a people with a good name. We found out opportunities and assignments come from people with a good, come to people with a good name. That folk will just come chase you down and make sure it happens for you. 
Nothing that you ask for, but they'll still do it for you. Why? Because that's what a good name will do. Praise God. That's why we want to have a good name. And we looked at various people who had a name like that too. Last time we got together, we found out that although many times names can get damaged, that they can be restored again. We found out that Ben Franklin once said, glass, china, and reputations are easily cracked and never mended well. Glass, china, and reputations are easily cracked and never mended well. Well, we agreed with Brother Ben Franklin on the glass part and the china part. But the reputation part, no, we don't agree with him on that. Because we know that even though all the horses and all the king's men can't put Humpty back together again, God can. Praise God. God can take your jacked up reputation and turn it into a good reputation if you just cooperate with him and let him do what he do. Because God can be able to put that sucker back together better than it was and it was brand new. Our reputation can be mended and it can be mended well. In fact, that's what God wants to do to his people. Do you hear what I have to tell? Is that God wants to mend your reputation and mend it well. Because a person can overcome a bad name if they just choose to grow in and consistently operate in godly characteristics and actions. That a person can overcome a bad name if they just choose to grow in and consistently operate in godly characteristics and actions. Because we found out God said, I'm going to give you a new name. That God will give us a new name, just like he gave that eunuch a good name back when we was reading in the book of Isaiah. Because we found out a eunuch is a a castrated man castrated man and when they look at a man at surface level you'll think that it's a man but later on down the line you find out it ain't much of a man because it doesn't do or cannot do the things that a man is supposed to be able to do and so therefore he's not much of a man at all praise God and some of us we found out have reputations like that where we ain't much of a man or woman at all that we people thought we was all that but later on down the line they find out we ain't none of that praise God and we got a lot more stuff going on in our life than they ever want but involved in their life to the point that they'd be like, that's all right, and then, you know, eunuch. We're going to leave that alone. Praise God. But God will give you your stuff back. Praise God, including your good name. He'll give you everything back that causes you to be able to have a good name. If you just cooperate him and sit still and let him finish the operation that he want to do on you so he can give you back what it takes to be a person that God uh, has, a, that has a reputation that's brand new. We found out that the giving of a new name was be tied to, as it was with that unit, the taking hold of God's covenant. That once he took hold of God's covenant, praise God, then God began to do things for him that he will only do for his. He chose to do the things that pleased God. And once he began to start conducting himself like it really was his, God treated him like it was his. And began to start restoring in his life that the, that the world had destroyed in his life. And he also kept the Sabbath, which we know was in representation of he would uh, do what he needed to do to be able to hit, continue to hear the word of God so he can continue to be redeveloped like he was supposed to do. So that that which was cut off, destroyed, could be restored. And God wants to take that which was cut off, destroyed, and be able to restore it for you. So that you can then be able to do. Because we found out that's one of the reasons why it's important. One of the many reasons, many reasons why it's important for to be up in the house of God. Because in the house of God, we get a chance to be able to learn how to be the man and woman of God that we're supposed to be. Because we found out that that good name starts in the house of God. Amen. Well, God can make a wrong man and make them right. God can make a wrong woman and make them right. God can take somebody with a jacked up reputation and give them a good reputation as they learn what to do and cooperate with God and do what he says do. Then they can get a, a, brand, a reputation that's brand new. And our name can be renewed and restored. When, we've, when, when the people see that we've been changed, because we know that people all over the world, praise God, even people in here too, 
have had jacked up reputations in one area or another, some of us in many areas. But yet as we just begin to start grabbing hold to the covenant uh, that we have with God and begin to start doing the things that he teaches us in terms of how to conduct ourselves in the house of God and then in our own houses too and the rest of our life too. And as we continue to learn and learn and learn more about what we need to do and make those adjustments as we learn too, that our, 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 our reputation got changed, our name got changed until it became brand new. Then people saw us differently. Why? Because they saw different actions happen for me and you. Because we learned when we left off that your name is going to be tied to actions that you do. Please turn to Revelation chapter 3. I'm telling you, this is stuff going to bless you. If you got an ear to hear what the Lord's going to say to you. My God, I was, when I was you know, going through this, praise God, I was, I was just short of amazed at the level of understanding that's being shared with you. Praise God. They go to seminars, praise God, hallelujah, and don't learn stuff like you learn. I'm spending big money for it, and don't learn this stuff that you're learning. God's just giving it away. He's just, he's just, he's just raining on his church right now. You know, he's coming to his and talking to his about being his right now. So his can be able to stand up and live their life like they really are his right now. And he's equipping them with everything necessary to be successful at it and what he wants them to do. All they got to do is have an ear to hear and a heart to do. God wants us to have a good name. Anybody in here want to say amen with that? Amen. God wants us to have a good name, and I'll show it to you here in Revelation. Turn to Revelation chapter 3, verse 12. We'll see where God speaks of how he will give us a new name. Give it to us like he normally does. Revelation chapter 3, verse 12. It says, him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. Pause button. We learned in the book of Timothy last week that the church is the pillar in the ground of truth. That's one of the reasons why it was important for us to be in the house of God, because there we would learn the truth of what we should do, what we should not do, how we should conduct ourselves, and how we should not conduct ourselves. So it will wash us clean by the water of the word of God, of the lies that the world taught us of what we should do and what is okay to do and okay not to do and, 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 and stuff like that, because a lot of us learn some crazy stuff that's not true, that, that, in, that impugns upon our uh, reputation and our character. Well, we're going to be in the house of God. Whereas we will not just be in a place where the pillar and ground of truth is, but God will make us a pillar of his temple. He said, him that overcometh will I make a pillar in the temple of my God. And he shall go no more out and I will write upon him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God, which is New Jerusalem, which cometh down out of heaven from my God. And I will write upon him my new name. He that hath an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit saith unto the churches. Now, God is talking to the people here who will overcome. We know these are believers. These are born-again believers. These are born-again, spirit-filled believers. I got any born-again, spirit-filled believers in the house. Well, you are qualified because it says that we are the ones that overcome. We are the ones that overcome because we are his. Praise God. Everybody can thank God that we're his. Praise God. And, 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 but yet at the same time, it tells us that this is the victory that overcometh the world, even our faith. Our faith is our willingness to be able to hear the word that God shares with me and you and our willingness to operate within the parameters that he gives to me and you. Our faith is our willingness to be able to hear the word that God gives to me and you and our willingness to operate within the parameters of what it is that he shares with me and you. Because we are people of faith. That means we are people that hear the word of God and walk within the parameters that he gives to me and you. And therein do we have victory.
And therein do we become these people who have a brand new name, different than the one we had before. Therein do we become the pillars of the church that God wants to establish, the pillars of the church. Praise God. That is exciting me. Because God speaks of us how he's going to give us a brand new name. Now, many translations renders the new name that God will give us as his own name. A lot of the um, translations render the new name that God will give us as his own name. It says it like that. In fact, when you read it out of the Revised Standard Version, first Bible I read, it reads like that too. It says it thusly. It says, he who conquers, I will make him a pillar in the temple of my God. Never shall he go out of it. And I will write on him the name of my God and the name of the city of my God and new and the new Jerusalem, which cometh down from my God out of heaven and my own new name. That's what I'm going to give him my own new name. My own new name. I like that. Praise God. Because remember the word name in the Greek is the word unima. O-N-O-M-A. And the word name in the Greek is the word unima. O-N-O-M-A, which means character. So look at it like this. God will give us his own name, thereby giving us his own character. God will give us his own name by giving us his own character. One of the things that has opportunity to happen to me and you in the house of God, as we hear the word of God and have enough faith in it to be willing to operate within the parameters of it, is that at the time that God has given us that word, God has given us his character. When God is sharing us how he wants us to live our lives, he's given us his character. When God is telling us the parameters in which to live within, he is giving us the opportunity to operate in his character. That's good news. Because God will give us his own name, thereby giving us his character. In fact, giving us his own character. That word character right there, speaking of the character that God gives me and you, character means the combination of traits and qualities distinguishing the individual nature of a person or a thing. It is the combination of traits and or qualities distinguishing the individual name, nature of a person or a thing. So when God is sharing us his word, he's sharing us the individual traits and qualities that he wants to give to me and you, which will distinguish us from other people, which will distinguish us from other people. That's one of the reasons why the people of God who hang with God, learn the word, and operate within the word. You know, the people of faith are supposed to be so much different than the rest of the world. Why? Because they don't have his character. We do. They don't have those traits. We do. Why? Because they don't go where we do and do what we do. They don't go where we go, which is the word into the house of God, and they don't do what we do, and that's listen to the word that's said in the house of God so that we can receive the new character that God wants to give me and you. Because before we had no character, before we were a character, Praise God. But God transformed me in you. Come on, he reconciled us in, in Jesus Christ. And cause that word reconcile, remember, means change mutually, which means he causes changes to be able to happen to me and you, where he, de- he de-characterizes you and causes you to be less of a character than you used to be and more of a person like the one that set you free, which will become more and more like him. Hey, Amen. You don't believe me? Ask them folk up in Antioch. That when they ran into the believers, when they ran up into those folk, they said, look at them, those Christians, those Christ, And they was mocking us by calling us that Christians. That was the original, def- that was original 
articulation of the word Christian. It was Christians. Look at those Christians or people who are like Christ, people who act like Christ, people who conduct themselves like Christ. Look how they identified us as a people who conduct ourselves like Christ. And that's why, why do, why do they conduct themselves like Christ? Because the book of Acts said that because they continue steadfastly in the apostles doctrine and in bread and in breaking of bread and in prayer, praise God, from day to day, they would do that from house to house. Praise God that they would continue steadfastly first on the list in the apostles doctrine, which meant that they heard the word that the doc, that the apostles taught them, that word that was shared with them by Jesus Christ when they walked with him. And they began to start sharing, as Matthew 28 says, and start sharing with them all the things that it is that he commanded them to do so they can be able to learn what they ought to do so that as they learn how they ought to do, then they became more and more like Christ as they did what he told them to do. And that's who we are. We are those who have overcome. And and because we have overcome, God will then give us the ability to have a brand new name where we'll have a name that is his own name. We'll have a character that's like his own character. Now, character refers especially to moral qualities, ethical standards, principles, and the like by which a person lives and orders their lives. Character refers especially to moral qualities qualities, ethical standards, principles, and the like by which a person lives and orders their life. It's the qualities that the person lives out that demonstrate their character. It's the qualities that the person lives out that demonstrates their idea of what's right and what's wrong, their idea of what's right and what's wrong, meaning that once we recognize that that's wrong, we we won't do that no longer. Er, we won't do it any longer. We did it before, but we don't do it no more because why we found out it's wrong now. Because when we find out that cussing folk out ain't what you're supposed to do, even though that's what we used to always do, then we don't do it no more. In fact, you know, we don't, it ain't even no temptation to me and you. Why? Because we already been an overcomer and because we already overcome, all we got to do is find out what he wants us to do and we overcome in that area too. We just transfer our overcoming to that area too. Hey man. It, it demonstrates their ethical standards. What kind of ethics do we live by? Before we was in Christ, many of us had no ethics. Street ex- ethics. That was our ethics. Praise God. Which basically ain't no ethics at all. Praise God. But then we met the Lord. And he began to start teaching us ethics told us quit rolling our eyes at people quit talking about people behind our backs behind their backs he told us to to quit murmuring and complaining and having our mouths filled with guile and signifying and saying stupid little childish immature stuff that unethical people do he started teaching us that stuff that we did previously did not know and definitely did not do but then he taught us ethics anybody here done learned some ethics since they met the lord praise god Rest of you just keep sitting there. You're going to learn you some ethics. I guarantee you that. Praise God. Up in here, up in here. Well, that's all that we have time for today. We trust that you are blessed by what the Word of God had to say. I hope even more that you're learning from God's Word to let Him have His way. God wants to bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. So much so that He promised in Joel chapter 2 that He'd do it for me and you. He loves us enough to recover and restore everything that's been lost by us and or stolen from us. Let's let him do what he said he wants to do for me and you. 
Let's let him bring recovery and restoration into the lives of me and you. If you want to hear the message in its entirety, just contact the church office at area code 210-785-9238. That's area code 210-785-9238. Or write us at Word of Faith Christian Center, 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, 78213. We'll be more than glad to get it out to you ASAP. If you're in or visiting San Antonio or surrounding areas, come visit us at Word of Faith. We're located at 1928 Bassey Road in San Antonio, Texas, between West and Blanco. Service times are Wednesdays at noon, Thursday evenings at 645, Saturday afternoons at 430, and Sunday mornings at 8 and 11. If you don't have transportation and you're in need of a ride, we'll come and get you. We have a VIP transportation service that's available for every service. We'll pick you up, bring you to the church, and then drop you off at home after it's over. Just call the church office and arrange a ride. We'll be glad to come and get you. And don't forget, saints, make sure that you're in church on Sunday. If you're not at work, every child of God needs to be in their father's house on Sunday. Radio and Internet are a great benefit to all who listen and or watch. But there's nothing, I mean nothing, like being in the house of God. I said nothing. It's the difference between live and Memorex. There's no comparison between the two. Live is better. I know you know that too. I fully agree with the psalmist who said, I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. So if you can physically be in church this Sunday, then be in church on Sunday. So leave your house and be in your father's house on Sunday. You'll be blessed when you do, I guarantee you. And to all the people who've been so kind to send letters or emails to us, words of encouragement that you're being blessed by us and that you're praying for us, and also to those of you who are sending financial offerings in support of our ministry, we want to say thank you. We thank God for your hearing that small, still voice that led you to support what he's doing through us each day on this daily broadcast, and even more so for your willingness to not just hear, but to obey. God says in Genesis chapter 2, I will bless those that bless you. Well, since you've blessed us, we know that he's going to bless all of you. May God richly bless you for blessing us as we endeavor to do what he's called us to do. That is to be a blessing to a blessed people like you. We pray a hundredfold blessing into your life for blessing us as you've done in any way that you've done it. Once again, from the bottom of our heart, we say thank you. Don't forget to tune in to our broadcast next week for more of this life-changing word we have in store for you. Call a neighbor, call a friend, tell them to tune in. But when you do, tell them we're going to ask the same question of you. That is, are you ready for the word? Y'all stay blessed. See you tomorrow.